0: Welcome to the MetaPod, a Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. It is Tuesday that this podcast is coming out. It's almost Tuesday for us recording mm-hmm. because Sean had a wonderful wonder. I just finished watching Sean's wonderful, wonderful stream opening up uh, some wonderful things that didn't involve Pokemon at all. Sean, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. Tuesday is coming, as they say. Do you know that, that cartoon series? Tuesday's coming. Uh, no. I am a banana. Anyways, 90s kids will understand. Oh, I'm joking. I have no I am a 90s kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not from the 90s. It's just it's one of those weird cartoons. Anyways. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm doing good. I opened up. Uh, I opened up some sports ball stuff. Did you see sports the sports ball. ball stuff?
0: I did not get to see the sports ball stuff. I was on a call.
1: Yo, sports ball and crypto people. I think I did I talked about this last week too. It was wild. I think I asked you about it. Yeah,
0: it's wild. They
1: like my streams are not nearly as popular. I'm just going to I'm going to lay it out there. It's obvious when you come into my stream, you know, anywhere between 8 and 15 people watching, which is lovely. I appreciate all of you. But that's modest. But like I do these sports ball crypto pack opening streams uh for this company called NBA Top Shot or whatever. My partner works there, but, um, and like, you know, I'll get like 50 to a hundred concurrent viewers. It's wild. It's that's wild. That's like,
0: that, you made it. You've made well, it. You've already I've, made your path to partner.
1: I've, I've, well, yeah, right. Like that's, that's all I need to do, right. Is just get enough followers and then only stream that for one month. till I get to partner and then I can go cold Turkey on it and go right back to Pokemon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's 100% how the uh, Twitch partner program works. Yes, exactly. They don't look into anything at all, right? But you actually opened up something else that actually I'm really excited about and I've been wanting to get into. Uh, sh- tell, us, tell us a little bit about that.
1: I got into, I'm getting into Digimon. And I did, I tweet, I feel dirty. I feel a little dirty. No. Opening up Digimon. Because it's like...
0: There's no ADP in Digimon, Sean. There, that's true. Well... There, there
1: is Omnimon, which I think is like, it, look, there are no like extra bits and I don't know. It seems like a cool game. I've played a couple of starter deck games and I've, you know, watched a little bit. I am not nearly as versed as I am in Pokemon, obviously, but it's supposed to be a cool game. It's getting a lot of hype. I think most of the listeners out there will have heard of it at least. I know some even some big Pokemon players have talked about it Aura bomb um has been doing Digimon content on his channel so yeah the i opened some boxes of that and it was real fun
0: it's like i was watching a lot of the cards that you were pulling and it's they're just so beautiful like even if i don't have time to get into the game and like be as in depth as i am in pokemon like it's like it's like me opening up magic cards a couple mm. months ago. like it's so beautiful. The art is so good.
1: yeah, I mean, look, I'll say this. Pokemon, I still genuinely think that Pokemon has the best visual design for card game. I genuinely think that. Um I think where Pokemon falls down, the things that you hate, Jake, the yellow borders, that's where that's they fall f- down. Man. The it's, heck, those yellow borders. It's iconic, which is why they keep it. But it is also super dated, which is like, it's this double-edged sword. But, like, full art supporters, texture, rainbow rares, alternate arts, gold cards. That's stuff that, like, all of these other card games don't really have that degree of. They do different things, but they're, they're not to the same level. I can just tell you straight off. Even though they look shiny and flashy, in reality... Those those top tier design Pokemon cards are still nicer, in my opinion. But it is a breath of fresh air to see something different.
0: It's man, I just I want them so bad. And you're telling me they're (laughs) a little bit hard to get. But don't worry, kids. January, January 21st. January 21st, I
1: believe, is when you will be able to buy them again, basically.
0: Awesome. I will look forward and save some money January 21st. But one thing that we cannot save is time. I, maybe what? that makes sense. That? I just trying to make a transition. <laughs> That's a great transition. Oh my gosh. Anyways, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. There was some big news this week in the in terms of the Pokemon training card game and some other things have started within this week. So we're going to talk about those a little bit later. But first, I want to talk about The incredible five-star reviews we've gotten. Sean, we have officially eclipsed 10 five-star ratings on this podcast. That's a clap. That's a clap right there. We're at 11 total. Sean, would you like to say any kind words before I read the review of the day?
1: I wanted to say, uh, you guys who responded to our calls for reviews and are actually, I believe... uh, you know, leaning into some of the prompts to some degree. Super awesome, like absolutely amazing. And it it warms my heart.
0: We did get four reviews this week. We got four different reviews. We got a bunch of ratings, but not everybody who rates gives a review, which is totally cool. You do how you want. But Sean and I have decided that every week we're just going to read one. Because if we read them all, then there might be some weeks where we don't read any. So if we just read one at a time, we can, you know, kind of stretch it a little bit farther, you know, because we're not right. like critical role or anything like that. And we get and we, you
1: know, look, let's be frank here. The content game is all about stretching as far as you can without, <laughs> without doing anything new. Right. So that's what we do in here.
0: Anyways, we're going to read a wonderful review from X Voss. X, I think that's how you pronounce it. Thank you so much for the five star review on Tuesday, the day that the pod releases in such a time with no in-person play. This pod is such a breath of fresh air to stay involved in the meta. Thank you guys for everything you are doing for the community and Pokemon in general. Keep up the good work, Sean, you keep up the good work. You keep carrying this podcast and I'll just keep being in Dingleheimer.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, with words like Dingleheimer, I don't know why you think you're not the one carrying here. I don't have such uh, verbosity, if you will.
0: You t- Okay, so Sean and I were talking before <laughs> the podcast, and he said you have a nuance of a view, and I I have no idea what nuance is. So uh, like, I, I was know. saying
1: you have a more nuanced viewpoint of uh, a topic that we will be talking about in a second.
0: Um, See, that just explains my intelligence level for everyone who's wondering. <laughs> you're the one, you're even... the one currently in college still, right? Come on. Yeah, but it's- Do in, some uh, calculus anyway. for me. <laughs> Stop. I, calculus? I took discovery of mathematics. Thank you very much. I know how to plot points on a graph.
1: I was about to say, what did you discover? One plus one equals two. Discovery
0: <laughs> yeah, of okay, mathematics. Okay. All right, Sean and I are about to toss hands right now. <laughs> but anyways. There's one person that I not, not actually, I don't want to toss hands with this person, but <laughs> there has been somebody that people have wanted to toss hands with for quite some time for the last 20 years, to be honest. And Yuri Geller, a lot of you, especially maybe older folks that are older than myself or Sean may know who that is, may recognize that name from 20 years ago. Yuri Geller is a magician or illusionist, I should say, an illusionist that sued Nintendo and Pokemon of uh, creating Kadabra over his name, image, likeness, things of that nature. And uh, he sued them. And he said, look, you made Kadabra and you based it off me without any of this permission because the name, I forget the Japanese name, actually. I'm so bad. I should have looked this up. But the Japanese name of Kadabra is very, very similar. It's almost identical. I have it in Japanese. I have like what the word is in Japanese, the two words of Yuri's name, Yuri Geller's name, and Kadabra's name side by side. But I'm gonna just let you know right now, I cannot read Japanese. So (laughs) Yeah, I mean I cannot pronounce them.
1: Abra Kadabra Nakazan, known in Japanese as Casey Yungerer. Uh Yungera. Junger. Yungera. Yeah. So Yuri Geller Yungera.
0: Yes. So, so that's basically the case I cuz I I do a lot of stuff for name image likeness right now for the NCA. So the case was based mainly off of the name. That was the big deal breaker. Really everything else was basically it's like stereotype illusionist,
1: right? Like, which is yeah, like it's a, it's a I stretch. bend spoons so like, with my mind, and it's like well, that's not yes, just which you. Is,
0: which is not, yeah. As you're saying, like, especially during the times of Yuri Geller's fame, which, by the way, is like pre 1990s, was his peak. Bending spoons was not an original thing, right? It's it's like me, <laughs> it's like me uh, uh, saying. Or like opening packs of Pokemon cards on my Twitch stream for an X amount of subs. This is not a unique thing. <laughs> I am. I can guarantee that somebody else has done that before. Now, if if Sean goes out and does that with Digimon cards, can I sue him for name, image, and likeness when he says the atrocious uh, sub packs? I probably I mean, could. I might be able to win. Am I going to do a TCG
1: Nuzlocke and then you're going to sue me? Oh, no. I
0: I would actually sue you for that, actually. (laughs) Just kidding. You can do that if you want. Anyways, but the big reason why we're talking about this and why you're probably wondering why this has come back up is that Yuri Geller, November 28th, so two days ago, tweeted out, I am truly sorry for what I did 20 years ago. Kids and grownups, I am releasing the ban. It's now all up to hashtag Nintendo. To bring my hashtag Kadabra, hashtag Pokemon card back. It will probably be one of the rarest cards now. Much energy and love to all. Yuri com. <laughs> I mean And it includes a picture of he he wrote a uh or he did an interview. He like wrote a letter, um, like an apology letter, and he talked to some I forget what news site it was. It's it's pretty much irrelevant because like... I mean,
1: it, it, I don't know why you need a whole interview to say I am releasing my claim of X, Y, you know, of copyright or impersonation or whatever, name and likeness. Okay, fine. Cool.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing. So Yuri Geller didn't necessarily really win, right? Pokemon Pokemon had come and they were like, You know what? We get it. The name is a big deal, but we're just not going to deal with it. Like we're just not going to do anything with Kadabra anymore. And so that's why you have things like rare candy, especially. I mean, I'm sure that's not the only reason, but like you look at cards like Abra and Alakazam, both cards that get printed, but you know what usually comes with it or is in the format with it? rare candy why cuz then you can just skip that evolution and it's deemed as like playable cards the kadabra is based really only on the tcg and the tcg back in the like late 90s early 2000s was like the bee's knees right it was huge it was the big thing you know just about everybody collect i mean you probably if you if any viewer here has pokemon cards or publicly Their family knows about Pokemon cards. You probably have some friends, some family members that have like come up to you and said, Hey, what is my Pokemon card worth? And it's like a ripped up Machamp Hollow, you know? Um, So like during the time that was huge, but Pokemon just said, all right, whatever. Like we don't, we don't need Kadabra, right? We can still have it in the video game. We can still have it. I believe in the anime, like, we just can't put it on Pokemon cards. Who fucking cares? And so here's my opinion. I'm, I'm not letting Sean talk. I promise I'll let Sean <laughs> talk soon. But this is what I think. Yuri Yeller has not been relevant outside of this case for what year is it right now? 2020? <laughs> about 1990? Year 30 years. He has not been relevant for about 30 Years. The only reason he's been relevant in the last thirty years is because of this case. I believe he hasn't had a like. I heard somewhere. I heard somewhere it was on. Uh, it's super effective. They talked about because the because the hosts there, Will and Greg. If you don't listen to them, they are they are older than us, so they kind of they were very much more mature and were able to understand the situation when like the whole case came about and things like that and when Yuri Geller sued Nintendo um and he hadn't had a show on like a broadcast since like 88 or something like that oh my so he has been ir- he was irrelevant when this the whole thing came up and by golly a lot of people thought Yuri Geller up to November 28th was dead
1: <laughs> i mean yeah, you're, uh, he's definitely not somebody who's crossed anyone's mind in a long time.
0: <laughs> and so you see, you see all these big people opening up Pokemon cards. You see this Pokemon card craze from like YouTube, Twitch, social media, all this stuff. You see this craze for Pokemon cards. You see the 25th anniversary is coming up. Pokemon literally just a couple days ago released the logo for the 25th anniversary. I don't really see how it's not super obvious that this dude with his hashtags in his tweet and linking his museum website is just trying to gain clout. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> like who can we haven't needed cada like I love cadabra. I'm glad that Kadabra is coming back as a Pokemon card. is a really cool Pokemon in my opinion. Was one of my favorite like evolutionary lines in Gen 1 when I was playing the OG Red Yellow Blue, but we don't need cadabra. Like this is literally just a response like this is free coverage. 5.5k retweets, 3.3k quote tweets 25.4k likes and think about how many articles wrote about this thing coming out it's free publicity for him if and it's literally all it is it's cloud chasing he realized that he can't win the big battle he or he can't win the war he won the battle just right then and there he couldn't win the war and he's like well, this is this is gonna be my last hoorah before I die because I'm 73 <laughs> years old right now.
1: Um, so, I have a couple of things. One, uh, he hashtag Nintendo, which like, dude, this is your legal battle, right? You know, Nintendo has nothing to do with the trading card game. Oh my God! Right? It's like this is Game Freak and the Pokemon Company.
0: Yeah, what you, the hell? You should be
1: adding TPCI, right? But you know what? No, hashtag TPCI is not a hashtag, but hashtag Nintendo. Now that'll get people. So I think that oh, for yeah, me, I'll get some clicks, baby. I, that for me was like one of the bigger giveaways of like it being a clout chase. Uh, uh you know, straight up, he linked a museum website. Yeah, of his museum. I mean, yeah, that's like it's pretty bad. But I will say, if you have a legal battle with somebody. You know who the legal battle is with. And the legal battle was never with Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't create. Nintendo distributes the game. They're not the IP owners. Anyways. It's so dumb. I, I will and say, you, Jake, uh, I will say if he had one condition, if he had put a condition, said, I will release the ban if they ban ADP and then linked his museum. How would you feel about that? Fuck off. <laughs> oh, no. so no. Okay. No. You wouldn't you wouldn't trade that I publicity wouldn't stoop for the I <laughs>
0: I wouldn't stoop that low. Like I he posted a video also the next day, November 29th, just yesterday as of this recording. So two days ago when the podcast released. I never realized how powerful and important it was for me to lift the ban on young Geller slash Kadabra or young Geller. However, you pronounce it, especially for all the kids around the world. Sorry for what I did 20 years ago, but you can learn from mistakes even more than you can learn from success. Hashtag Kadabra, hashtag Pokemon, and in the video, he's opening up this box. Is what I, is what I assume is what, or I guess is what is assumed. Exhibit A. What? Yeah. <laughs> what his like? What he used like in the court of law? to say, like, this is the Pokemon company or whatever, like, using my name, image, and likeness. He's pulling <laughs> out, like, all these vintage toys and pulling out, like, the VHS. I see, like, all these Pokemon cards. Bruh. And there's a Pokeball plush. Here's the kicker. He pulls out a Pokeball plush. He looks at it. He says, I don't know what this is. And he <laughs> tossed it to the side. Like, you sued the Pokemon company so long ago, and you realize that, oh, man, all these kids around the world love Kadabra so much. And, you know, I've learned from these mistakes, but you don't even fucking know what a Pokeball is. Like, cut me. Give me a break, dude. Also,
1: I I will say, you sue the company, you say you can't print any of these cards, and dude doesn't even have the forethought to say, I'm going to at least sleeve these dang cards up. Cause you know what? They might be worth something someday. Nah, tosses them into a He's, yellow envelope. It will
0: probably be one of the rarest cards now. What, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I didn't even so, sleeve I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> I might've set a record number of F bombs during this stream. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, Do you want to move past this clout chasing and um, and into people who have earned their clout?
0: Yeah. So let's talk about the man, Sean. That was such a good transition, actually. Uh, Well, you know, talk
1: about the call me transition lenses,
0: baby. Transition lenses. All right, King. (laughs) Uh, Chill TCG hosted a big giant five hundred dollar cash cup, courtesy of GG Tour. It was a wonderful, wonderful event. I got to see a little bit of it. I had to work that day, so I sadly could not compete. But there was almost 400 players, right? It was like 388 or something like that.
1: It was a lot. Yeah, it was a crap ton of people. I I don't actually
0: see. Let's see. Standings. I'm looking at the I guess I could like scroll all the way down on the 383. I scrolled all the way down to Limitless website. Yep. 383 players. Big event. One of the bigger online events that we've had lately, especially because this is a $500 cash tournament that you could enter for free. Very, very insane, in my opinion. If you look at the meta spread, 74 ADPZs. Sean, does that surprise you?
1: Nope. It does not surprise me because when money is on the line, people's morals go out
0: the window. Exactly. 19% of the meta share was ADP. But what does surprise me though, and we've kind of seen this upward trend as of late, the second most popular deck, Alternatus, 12.27% yep. of the meta share. I find that to be very very interesting. We've seen Alternatus do really well as of late, um especially in it didn't necessarily do well in this event in terms of making uh, the top fifteen, it actually didn't have an appearance at all in the top fifteen. Had a couple of them in the top twenty, but in a lot of these other events that are going on right now, um, the uh, Eternatus is back on the map for some odd reason. I, I, I you know, I
1: wonder if, uh, it, it, I wonder if it's just that Eternatus players are like, you know, what Colossal's bad or colossal is not being played at least right which like you know i would say that that is slowly turning around on the whether or not colossal is good i think colossal is you know as people like luke have built more and more decks um and i actually listen you know to a bit of the pittsburgh pokemon podcast as well their take on colossal and it seems like it's finding a bit more of a groove but I think assuming that Colossal wasn't going to be very popular, it's like, well, what does Eternatus have a good matchup against? You can have a good matchup against ADP if you can take out their ADP after they have GX, but before, or if they miss their GX going, you know, if you go first and can knock them out and they miss GX turn one, then actually that's awful for them. But
0: I mean, really, you just have to knock them out before they ultimate ray.
1: Yeah, exactly, because like That's you're really just going to be... And they're just not going to probably have the resources to get all the cards they need to power up a Zacian and boss's order two turns in a row.
0: I mean, let's look at the facts. Metal Saucer is a very good card, but like the thing about Ultimate Ray that makes it so good is that you power up one Zacian, and then all of a sudden you can utilize your Metal Saucers to do a follow-up Zacian or Zamazento or anything of the sort, so... Yeah, like Sean's saying, like, there's just not enough resources if you prevent them from using that ultimate ray. So and I mean like Eternatus has always I I feel like Eternatus has always been a good deck. Yeah. Right. I think I think again, like with Colossal coming, like I feel like some people were afraid of Colossal and they were like, you know what, we're just we're just gonna take a step back from Eternatus, maybe try out these other decks um that don't necessarily take a take a hard loss like that. But then we found out that Colossal was not super great in the beginning, so people are coming more and more confident. A lot of people like yourself, Sean. You had a great mm-hmm. finish with Colossal. You, That's yesterday's news, I do though. Not, do not discredit yourself. You had a good build of Colossal. There's lots of other people that have been doing excellent builds, like Luke, as you were saying earlier. Celios producing some good content on Colossal. So, like, I think it's interesting that we're figuring it out a little bit, but Eternatus is kind of just like. Psh- shot back up like within a week well it went
1: from having like you know two or three people playing it total at some tournaments to like this huge tournament all of a sudden it's like 13 percent meta share at 47 people it's like whoa whoa (laughs) hey now (laughs) okay i guess you're back yeah
0: and then peak rom was the number three probably could have guessed that 10.7 percent, 41 players baby Blacephalon, 36 Players at 9.4%, Senescorch, Lightning Mewtwo, Zashian Luke Metal, Colossal. And then it's not really worth saying the others. But it's very, very. I thought it was really, really cool to see this meta share, to be honest, especially with the Eternatus coming out. But that, even though Eternatus did have a large chunk of the meta, it did not perform the best as we mentioned earlier. The top eight, Sean. How many ADPs do you think you were were in it? Top eight.
1: Uh, I mean, I would say ADP Without probably cheating. is four. Four of the top eight is if, if three. I guess. You were three. really close. Okay. I mean, three. it's only eight that I'm guessing out of. So
0: yeah. How many? <laughs> how many slash Lightning Mew threes were there in the so top this eight? This is
1: where like I might have a little bit of remembering of things, but I think there are what two
0: ROMs and two Lightning mu threes. Ding, 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 ding. Sean, how many Bliscephalons are in there? Let's see if you can do some math. Well, that would be one. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're a genius.
1: Because yes. you got seven, and then there's only eight that you mentioned. So,
0: You know what? If you probably would have asked me that question, I probably would have said two. I'm not going to lie. But anyways, <laughs> it's very interesting to ah Man, Picaram just did so good. Picaram was so good. Ended up winning the event. Mangachu ended up winning Picaram. I'm pretty sure I know this person's name. Like, actual name. Uh, oh, my lord. He posted about it. <laughs> I'm blanking on it, yes. I have to, like, look through my Twitter to be able to find it. Um, but this person does uh, the Trash Lance, right? Oh, One Mike. Mike. Mike Fouché, yeah. Yeah, Mike Fouché. Yeah, I knew it was a fancy last name that I like saying. There we go. <laughs> Mike Fouché, shout out to you. You did awesome with Pika Rob. Uh, really, really making Pikaram hold strong as always. Pikaram just always, always comes back. Always, always comes back, Sean. Always. Don't you love it. Forever. And forever. let me tell you, there were four Crushing Hammers in this list.
1: <laughs> of course, because Crushing Hammer go burr.
0: It does also kind of have a, uh, a Mew and Mewtwo GX. So it does kind of have that aspect of playing the Mew Mew personally as i'm seeing but like it doesn't like once you start getting into the the lightning mu3 for or lightning mu3 for a lot of people who may not know that's talking about like lightning mu3 does have those lightning energies and that pikachu and zekrom and raichu and mm-hmm. alolan raichu but it plays other things like the greninja the naga the the Galarian Surfetch, like usually yeah. things that you would add in a Mewtwo box. So that's kind of the difference between the two for anybody who didn't.
1: Yeah, I think know the Mew- that. the Mewtwo in this one is really for weakness coverage. Because if you yeah, do I hit mean, if you hit a Colossal or an Excadrill or Dawn fan, even like a rogue deck like that, then you know you got you got one Pokemon that ain't going down in one hit.
0: Or even just like a uh like a uh ADP Mew3. Zacian. Yeah. Even just a Mew oh, yeah. Three, even. So like you I mean you uh, Mike faced a, I, I didn't get to watch the game sadly because I had college basketball going on, but Mike in the first round of the top eight played against a lightning Mew three. Now you have that option to be able to power up that Mew three turn one, right? Like you could cocoa, you could pop the cocoa, get two energies on the board. You can attach one to the lightning Mew three, and then you can use an energy switch to move one over, right? I'm pretty sure he was playing energy switch uh yes he was yeah, playing two yeah. energy switch so like that's a possibility to be able to do with even that matchup as well you know you were talking about like the colossal or any fighting deck really um or even adp Zashin, right because they can't just one shot you yeah um with the with the Zacian. so a lot of great things i haven't been able to play too much of this list i think it's a cool list um and i would love to try it but a lot of a lot of cool stuff in here a lot of yeah. cool stuff in here. Blouns hit the nuts, right? Yeah. Like when well, I, until you hit Vika Bolt. <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh yes, dang, <laughs> that's for sure." I feel like with Blacephalon, here's the thing about Blacephalon: you just accept that your opponent just draws the like. If they just have a good turn one, you just know they're gonna have like a good game, right? Yeah.
1: You kind of like just the- yeah. To your point, you just accept it. You're like. All right, you're gonna you're gonna do your blacephalon thing.
0: Yeah, I, I think I can't do I can't be the originator of that thought. Um Emery Taylor yeah. actually, we've had Emery on the podcast, actually tweeted out. Um, as soon as everyone accepts that blounds will invariably hit the nuts as long as it's your opponent playing it, the better standard will become. And honestly, <laughs> I think that's a perfect example. Of what, <laughs> like that's that's what I feel about uh, standard right now. Especially when I face off against the blondes, I'm like, all right, they just they just pop off, just pop yeah. off, my guy. Enjoy. Well, Sean, is there anything else you want to kind of talk about with the chill TCG event?
1: I mean. <sighs> I would just say, like, you know, so many people were, you know, giving uh, the organizer props for making a regional-like event. And with 383 players, it definitely is a regional-like event. So I would say that's definitely on the the larger end of online tournaments. And I do wonder if, you know, outside of Players' Cup, because that's kind of its own world, I don't know how much bigger how how much bigger can these things, you know, get, right? You had limitless, you had this um
0: didn't limitless like have 1k?
1: Yes, limitless, but limitless was also like over like four different weekends and And they
0: were the only people doing it really.
1: Exactly. Like they were the first ones to do these big events uh and there wasn't really all you had outside of that was like that was the very beginning of Hexter and that was the very beginning of like you know, all these tournaments that we now know and love in some ways, these community run tournaments, but Limitless was certainly ahead of the ahead of the curve there. And that's also I don't know, it was also global. So you had two different time zones.
0: Yeah. It was very different. But it's know. very interesting. I I I like what they did. I wasn't able to watch a lot of it, but I was able to watch kind of the later stuff like the uh the semis and the finals because of just um the naturalness of my job in college athletics but i didn't hear many problems with this i heard a lot of great things um it was cast by azul
1: and uh uh little dark fury so
0: that was that was actually really really cool to hear those two talk because i mean they're both content creators we've heard them both speak but to hear them talk together and to talk about like their um, different thoughts about decks, different strategies. And even when they had like different ideas about paths, like having them explain which path they would have taken and why, and kind of talking it out. And maybe one side being like, oh, I, I, I understand like what you mean. And that's actually not bad. Like maybe you're right. Like that was, that was super cool to see. Cause I feel like a lot of people are just like, my deck's good. This is why mm-hmm. no other questions, please. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I sure. mean, it's. Uh, it, it, I think it was a cool. I didn't really get a chance to watch any of it, um, because I, I just took the weekend off. You know, outside of like Digimon, or, I just killed. Man, it was Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm a, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, oh man, um, <laughs> I just chilled though. I just uh, took took a weekend off, took a break from all things Pokemon. Feels nice, um, and uh, yeah, just trying to. Psych myself up, get a little bit amped again for for future events that the Pokemon company is going to be bringing out.
0: It's and speaking of speaking of future things Pokemon is bringing out, we first want to talk about the battle decks going on and coming up that were just announced just uh, a couple weeks ago. We didn't really talk about this, but I thought it would be a kind of a cool thing to kind of gloss over before we talk about the uh, big thing that has just opened up that you can join so uh, stick around uh, shortly for that but <laughs> Sean V Battle Decks are coming out here soon in about 2 months on February 5th Venusaur V and Blastoise V Battle Decks with new play level indicators for a combined bundle package so what it is Sean to my knowledge, it's almost like a theme deck. So in each battle deck, we'll call, I'll try to call it battle deck as much as I can. In each battle deck, you'll find one ready to play 60 card deck, three reference cards, one rules booklet, single player play mat, damage counters, metallic coin, deck box, quick guide to unlock the strategies within, and then a code card to play the deck online. It, It looks exactly like a theme deck. Yeah, I mean
1: they basically are theme decks, except better, right? Like because you get a V. Yeah, well that's the thing, right? Is it's like they actually have you know similar decks in Japan. Um, Mm -hmm. Remember, like all like a lot of those cards that we got in Champions Path, um, and even when the original Sword and Shield released, they had battle decks. I think they were called the Um, starter set decks. Yeah, they're like the starter set decks that um you know when a set comes out they get a bunch of decks that feature one Pokemon V but no V Maxes right mm-hmm. and you're supposed to build something from that so that's where Keldeo originally came from any V card that we have that doesn't have an alternate art I believe are those types of cards from Japan waylord doesn't have an alternate art that's why it's because it was a like a theme deck kind of card in japan same thing with keldio and celebi you gotta think that pokemon company if they had more control over that the international company they'd be like yo can we get a full art celebi oh you made it as only a like promo type thing in your okay then you know, Celebi's like a legendary, right? Oh, okay, mythical, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, mythical,
0: yeah. It's like sorry,
1: mythical. But point is, is like it's it's a it's a Pokemon people love, and the fact that there is no alternate art for it is pretty weird.
0: They're like, hey, you got an amazing rare. What more do you want? <laughs> right,
1: but I, I think that they're kind of bringing a bit of that flavor over here, um, and but the one part that is maybe the most interesting. I think this is probably what intrigued you, one of the things that intrigued you the most or it does me at least, is the play level indicator.
0: Yes, that is one. So, for those of you that don't know, Pokemon is putting on these v play level indicators. They are levels 1, level 2, and level 3. So, based on your intuition, you could probably say that level 1 is a beginner level two intermediate and level three is expert on tcg products under wizards of the coast which is very it's something new that they've never done before here at least or the rest of the world right outside of japan so is this the only thing that gets put on like, we've seen Battle Arena decks. Those don't have play levels on them, but...
1: I think Battle Arena decks go away. I think that was a product made in the GX era, right? And now Those I feel like coming they're... coming
0: out like less than a year ago.
1: I know, but I mean, like, when you develop a product, you develop it much further in advance. Okay, I see. So, my guess is that this will... I mean, if I was to guess, these V Battle decks are going to... If I was them... This is what I use instead of, even instead of theme decks, to be honest, unless they really want to put promo hollows out, which whatever, but I would expect to see V battle decks, you know, have like, eventually there's a version of a V battle deck. Like I could see what's, what's a good V battle deck. I don't think they're going to do Eternatus, but if you think about like the ADP for next year, what's a battle deck right now that they could do at a level three, um, uh, uh, centiscorch
0: my lot Lodic or centiscorch yeah
1: I could see centiscorch maybe like level three includes a VMAX right and you spend a little extra money on that
0: oh okay. um, I see what you mean yeah
1: or maybe even like you give them like a level two it's like a Waylord, right and that has like Glimwood Tangle so it teaches you about card interactions and like oh the reason you like Glenwood Tangle is because it helps you reflip for Wailord. Um, yeah I could definitely see that being like you can basically come out with even more products Mm -hmm. that you know you can sell as competitive-ish products because nobody buys theme decks outside of charizard nobody buys that i mean
0: yeah people have been buying up those charizard themes decks and it baffles me a little bit not gonna lie
1: i mean i will say if you're buying because you can't buy vivid voltage (laughs) those packs don't exist so if you wanted to find, if you want to play Charizard, it is actually probably the best way to do it because pulling Charizard is hard and pulling Leon is also very hard because Leon Just is the high buy hollow.
0: the singles. Yes, yeah. Don't buy the theme yeah, decks.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, that's I true. like the theme decks. I, I buy them on PTCGO because I think they're cool and I think that some of them are pretty good to play, but like, but, but if on you PTCGO, it's, it's 500 coins. <laughs> so it's, hey, 500 free. coins is easy. Exactly. Once the ladder starts, easy. But um, what actually intrigues me the most, Sean, um, so you're wrong. Yes, you yes, please. Wrong. What intrigues me the most is that they are going to be releasing a product as well that has both starter decks in it, both the Venusaur and the Blastoise starter deck in it. It's going to retail at $30. The single theme decks are going to retail at 14 But this double... Is exactly like something that they do in Magic the Gathering. I have been blessed to have gotten some magic stuff from members of my Twitch community. And I've gotten some theme decks, some starter deck stuff. And the products that I got came with two starter decks. So that, in my opinion, was really cool. We talk about the things like uh, Play Pokemon is done. Or I'm sorry, Pokemon is done with like the Pokemon Battle Academy, you know, like. Of giving players or families or whatever multiple decks to be able to play against each other at home right and so like you buy this product you buy this v battle deck that is basically the same as just buying two regular decks except you get a little bit more you get a little bit more eight additional trainer cards into including two foil cards and I think that's about yeah, that's the only like big difference. Everything else is double um for each player. But yeah, the two foil cards, interesting. Curious to see what the foil cards are. Also curious to see what the eight additional trainer cards are. Are they like hop? Are they professors research? Are <laughs> it's they hop. Are they Leon? It's are hop they and dance. We've seen boss in in toolkits. Yeah. Right? Why why couldn't we see them in these? And so it's It's very interesting. I'm excited to see this product, the double come out specifically. I think it'd be really cool. Um, I also want to see what the coins look like because your boy likes Pokemon coins.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I. the point you made about magic, right? I mean, I guess to your point, people can always buy two theme decks and just play them against each other. But having it like this where they're coming in the same box also ensures that there's some level of balance that's been taken into consideration, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you bought the Charizard and I guess the other one is a Darmanitan in this set or something like that. I mean, look, Darmanitan is going to hit Charizard for weakness, which is kind of wild that you would release a theme deck along with it that hits it for weakness, but whatever. But like, let's be frank, Charizard is clearly the better deck there. Probably at least Mm -hmm. with this one, There's that it's taken into account, hey, these are meant to be played against each other if you're buying them to use them for that purpose, which is, you know, beyond just like the extra stuff you get too. like. It's nice to know that that has been taken into consideration.
0: Yeah, I mean, it literally says in the press release battle against each other and then switch decks. See if you can win with both.
1: See, see if you can absolutely crush the spirit of whoever it is you're playing with.
0: Yeah. See if you can absolutely trash your little brother or sister or your dad or your mom or I mean if you're if you're a parent your kids your kids not being not behaving you just say, "Hey buddy, pull out the battle. I'm just kidding." Don't. <laughs> pull out the battle. Let's the, settle this, the, this on the, the field battle of battle. Come on, buddy. But uh, um, it's it's a really cool product. But another really cool thing that I'm actually pretty excited about is the Play Pokemon Team Challenge. We've talked about this a couple times before. It is a tournament series that you participate with a store. You sign up with a store. You participate with that specific store. And there are four different tournaments that will happen over the next, I'm trying to do quick math, three months. Three months until yeah. February twenty eighth. Signups just happened on Friday, I believe it was Friday, to enter with your tournament and be able to sign up for the various events. Whenever your tournament is going to be doing those, I'm not sure when your every store. Yeah, store every will. store
1: will have a different schedule. So yeah, just reach out. Reach out.
0: Yeah, if you got like a Facebook group or you have to have a Discord server for your store. To, and you have to be present in the Discord server because that's where like a lot of the stuff is going to be run. I believe it's going to be run through RK9 Labs and then um, Discord, similar yep. to how I think like the the Players Cup has been. I believe, yep. but either way, it's going to be really cool. If you win one of the tournaments, you're automatically one of the four members, right? So like you win. So Sean and I are participating in the store tournaments. Sean wins. The first one, he cannot participate in the other three because he's on the team. Then I got to try to win number two, three, or four to be able to be on the team. So a really, really cool event in my personal opinion. Um, I'm really excited. My local is stacked to all hell, and I'm ready to play yeah. against them because I just want to play against competitive. I would rather play, here's my thought. I'd rather play at an uber competitive local and get absolutely thrashed but learn a lot rather than like do a do a tournament or do a store of like five people yeah i end up and end up entering
1: i mean i look i don't know if i will be my store i am can i'm wondering how popular pokemon is at my local like it is popular from like you know they stream and they they do cool stuff but Um, I am almost positive it's not wildly competitive,
0: right? And Um, you know, here's the thing with, here's the thing, Sean, you don't have to sign up with a store in New York. Oh, I know, but I want to, I want to sign up with the store that I go to, you know? I know, but I'm just saying like, I'm just saying like for anybody who's listening, maybe you're, maybe you don't have like a local scene or maybe you don't, maybe the nearest place to you is like 40 miles or something absurd like that. Or maybe like, you know, your store opted not to do it. Or maybe you just don't want to do it with that store. Maybe you want to go to a different store. Maybe you You want to hang out with the
1: cool kids somewhere else.
0: Yeah, if you want to go hang out, maybe a bunch of your friends that you've met online in the trading card game are all going to this one store and signing up with this one store. You could go sign up to that store. You just have to remember that when you are signing up and you're doing this team challenge, I'm going to sign up for Comic Book University in the first tournament. I am only going to be able to compete for Comic Book University throughout the entire team challenge series. Yep. You got to commit. yeah if you're if you're unsure um about whether or not your store is doing it just go to pokemon.com's website actually sean we'll we'll link it in the uh description i'll give sean the link to be able to check it out just go to their website it's very simple i've been able to do it while talking on this podcast to find everything that i need so if i can do it a dingus dingleberry as i mentioned earlier i'm sure you can too and then also you could always just ask questions you could always ask um like your uh head of the league or the head of the store or whoever is in charge if that makes sense but i think this would be, I it's i just i'm really excited about this event i like the team format i like that there's a sense of almost camaraderie almost maybe that's because my store is a little bit closer than the average in terms of like the people there but I just think this is really cool. I hope it goes well.
1: I think it will go swimmingly because <clears throat> the limitations that I think the Pokemon company has put on this by like saying you can only sign up for one store, you know, it, it stops a lot of the shenanigans that regular competitive Pokemon has, right? And mm-hmm. so you're going to sign up and you're going to be committed. And if you happen to be at a store that's totally stacked, well, you just got to play well. But that means that your team will also be that much stronger for it. So the upside is that the team that comes out of that store, if you happen to be on that team and you just had a lot of good competition to get there, your team will probably do really well. If you are at a store that has a smaller player base, um, you might have an easier time uh, uh, getting actually into the top four, like, you know, the the players. uh, But you might face an uphill battle against some of these teams that are going to be, you know, Pretty,
0: pretty impressive, though. And plus, like, here's another cool thing. This also promotes like testing within those four players, if that makes sense. So, like,
1: yeah, that's a good point.
0: So, like, because you're a part of a team, I can't just like hard carry my team. You know, it's it's in in college swimming. If you win an event. If you if you get a guy that gets first place in the event, you cannot be outscored doesn't matter if he's the only guy in the event and the other team gets second through eighth place. If you win the event, you cannot be outscored. So like it's different in this aspect to where like you need to actually like be a team like you're like each yeah. player matters equally. And so like and so like because i I am a team oriented guy, if I were to make it, I want to test with the people on my team, whether that is, um, trying to, like for me, it's probably going to be learning from those people if I make it, because there's a lot of regional championships at my local place. But like for somebody else, it may be like you are the top dog in, at your store, and so you are going to try to teach your teammates matchups. You're going to try to teach them proper sequencing and and like little great things. I think that's just so cool. I don't know how much that's going to happen. I'm sure and like again you could do this on PTCGO like it's man I just think that this is so cool and I just I like team stuff Sean because I'm a sports ball guy. I
1: mean for me this is like there's a lot of organization of all the different local TOs but Mm -hmm. this is much more the spirit of IRL Pokemon than the Players Cup has been. I think it's a different beast, right? So you, I'm not going to knock what they are. They're just different. But for me, this is much, much more akin to what I loved about it, which was like going to my locals and meeting people that, you know, I could talk to in real life and all of that stuff. And so, yeah, that's, that's what excites me the most about it. Um, it's, you know, not just a bunch of screen names and people I, to be frank, don't know.
0: It's it, it's again. It's not Players Cup 3. Yeah. Right? I love it. It's not Players Cup 3. But um Sean, yeah. I think that is an episode.
1: I think that is that Yeah, it's it's a it's a slow it's a slow news week as we as we await more news of the 25th anniversary. Um Yeah, that that's just the world we're living in right now.
0: I hot take hot take shiny star v will not be in the 25th anniversary. I just want to clarify that it is not guaranteed. A lot of people are saying that it is like shiny star v is going to be in, and they're saying that it's 100% sure. That has not been confirmed by anybody, that has not been confirmed by the Pokemon company. That is just an assumption because we're like, what else are they going to put in this? (laughs)
1: I mean yeah it, that's a good question like it's not like there are a bunch of japanese cards that are still unreleased so
0: you know we we thought or a lot of people thought that champion's path was going to be like sh- it, like hidden fates 2.0 but th- it was just charizard it's 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 not it's not hidden fates it's oops oops only charizard it's only charizard so like i <laughs> I think the 25th anniversary stuff is going to be really cool. We're not going to dive too much into it because we can talk about that at a we later don't know. date. Yeah.
1: We'll, we'll talk about it when it's a thing to talk about.
0: When it's actually 2021. But right. I am excited about the 25th anniversary of what it has to offer because we've gotten some sneak peeks in terms of the uh, the logo, at least. Mm-hmm. So that's always exciting to me. But Sean, what is our five star review prompt of the week or just really oh, our man. review prompt of the week? <clears throat> i oh this is a this is a tough one um i feel like i've chosen it the last couple weeks i just
1: i'm trying to think of something that's like relevant for right now but to be frank you know what i'm gonna ask because digimon versus pokemon tcg just i know this is the pokemon tcg podcast but there's a lot of hype for digimon so like what do you feel about Digimon TCG versus Pokemon TCG? I think that's a that's a pretty hot take we could ask.
0: I do know some people that have taught or that have been playing the Digimon TCG for a while and have been really, really excited about it and they're Pokemon people. So that's pretty sweet. I've seen a lot of people enjoy all that stuff, whether that's just like opening the packs or actually like building decks and playing with their, significant others or friends over discord or something like that um it's it's really cool to i don't know i just i think pokemon and uh, digimon have a connected base to an extent
1: certainly at I least think,
0: for us hardcore gamers
1: yeah i was gonna say i think it's really just people who are really into tcgs broadly like really competitive players i think they tend to play more than one tcg
0: that. I want to know like how many Magic or like Hearthstone mm. or like how many of those, like do those have an influx of people also that are excited about Digimon or is it just like Pokemon?
1: I, I should check the uh, the Facebook post in their Facebook group about that, like where people came from. Oh God, Facebook. But, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's going to do it. Uh, that I, is going
0: to do it. I have nothing else to say. So I have one thing to say. Say it. Wash your hands.
1: Every single. Okay, wash your hands. And, wear a uh, mask.
0: <laughs> wear a mask. Clip your toenails. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And put on deodorant. And and uh, pluck your eyebrows too. Stop listening
1: to this podcast. Goodbye. Bye.